Welcome to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Cuesta, all the way from Philadelphia, PA. Super excited to be here with you guys today. Just a few announcements. Uh, first, this is brought to you by Bomb Global LLC, as well as uh, Connected Leaders Academy. Super excited for our sponsorships and for our event coming up May 20th and trust me you do not want to miss this is where bomb global launches their official business as well as our network training events and we are going to have some surprises some giveaways some just amazing things happening uh in this room so if you have a small business make sure to connect with me at www.buildingaleadershipmindset.com forward slash events and lock in your ticket as well. Super excited to have an amazing guest today. And without further ado, let me introduce him. He is all the way from Italy. Super excited. His name is Robert Hardy. He's not your typical coach. He's one of those rare individuals who embraces change and lives by a philosophy he calls possibility in action after experiencing the devastating loss of his young wife to metastatic breast cancer robert reimagined his life and left the world of finance to share the many lessons he learned throughout his life's journey robert's personal journey has included intentionally crafting the next chapter of his life by dismantling limiting beliefs interrupting habitual thinking understanding the story he wanted to look back on and realizing that taking chances is where all our power lies he knows firsthand how overwhelming it can be to face adversity and uncertainty but he also knows the power of taking small steps towards big goals as a three-time author well-known international keynote speaker transformational life coach retreat leader and adjunct um adjunct professor Robert is committed to helping people live their best lives. His approachable and empathetic coaching style helps clients unlock their potential and achieve their dreams. Beyond traditional coaching, Robert provides an array of interesting personal growth experiences, including personal growth retreats in Italy, in Italy and workshops. He believes that personal growth is a lifelong journey and that we all have the potential to create the life we truly want. He is known for saying possibilities exist all around us, but without action, they remain in the land of the wishing. I love that. You can read more about Robert and his work at his website, which we will have there with his, we will have it here up for you in just a second with his inspiring story and commitment to helping others. Robert is someone you'll want to have in your corner as you navigate life's ups and downs, working with him will turn possibility into action and create fulfilling life. We know each other, I believe less than a month, connected on a connection call through LinkedIn. And I have been absolutely amazed by his story and definitely wanted him to join the Bong family. So without further ado, let's get my friend Rob. Hi, Rob. How are you? Hey, Nikki. Um, I'm good. And thanks so much for such an extensive bio. So um, anyone that listened to that, look, I'm just a regular guy from New York that had a bunch of crap happen in my life and so decided to change everything. 
I love it. That sums it up perfectly. I think we all can definitely relate that we go through some struggles, we go through some ups and downs, and it's really how do we get out of it? How do we use our mess for our message? How do we take these times of pain, of hurt, of just thinking that, you know, what did I do to deserve this, but really make something beautiful happen and share that with the world. So I just want to thank you. Um, We had our connection call a few weeks ago, and I was just in awe of your story and everything that you're doing. So first of all, let you said you're from New York. Tell us how your upbringing was and, you know, what you did before uh, you started your journey. Sure. Uh, Well, you know, one thing you said, I think, highlights everything, right? And you sort of summed up the idea of it's not what happens to us, it's what we do with it. So if we go all the way back to, to the way I was brought up, right? I was born in the Bronx. I'm a New York City kid. And I grew up with an abusive alcoholic dad. So that's where sort of my story starts. And the thing is, as odd as it's going to sound for most people to hear this, I'm so grateful for that experience. And I'm grateful for that experience for a number of reasons. But what I want people to take away right at this moment is if there's things that have happened in your life that are difficult, sit down and ask yourself if you are proud of who you are, if you love who you are. Because if if you can say that, then you have to thank all the bad stuff as well. And so the situation with my dad while I didn't have the language for it whatsoever, um, it taught me a lot about grit, resilience. It taught me about uncertainty and navigating change because I never knew what was going to happen day to day. I sort of had to create an escape plan. So as a young kid, money to me, because I grew up in the age of Ronald Reagan and Gordon Gekko and Dallas and Dynasty and hey, money was gonna save me, you know? So that was just 100% where I wanted to go. It wasn't like it was a passion. But the other thing as well, when I look back, I didn't have as a child a role model, but I had anti-role model, which was so powerful to sit there and say, hmm, I don't want to be like that. I got to figure out how to not be like that. And I learned, you know, we live in a world today where everything is more about comparison than admiration. And comparison is lack. Comparison is, oh, they have what I want. Where admiration is, if they could do it, I could do it. I want to learn how they did it. So that was in a way what happened with me in my childhood. I read a lot of books. I read a lot of autobiographies of people that I was like, wow, you know, whether it was presidents, whether it was whoever it was at that time. And so that was my childhood, which provided me the skill set to really pursue the idea of, I need to make money, I need freedom, I need independence, I never want to be in a situation where I feel that I'm being dominated by somebody. And funny enough, go to university, and I meet the most extraordinary young woman. She was 17, I was 19, and we were just, you know, we were that disgusting couple that was always together and went to each other's classes and always held hands and like, you know, ate all together all the time. We were inseparable. But I remember when she first brought up the idea of 
where's this relationship going in marriage? I was so against it. I'm like, well, that's never going to be me because I don't want to ever be beholden to someone. It was that whole idea that I grew up with, what I watched my parents go through. And uh, a year later, I proposed and yeah, it was just, Aww. that was it. <laughs> oh, how beautiful. I can't wait to get into a little bit of that story. But yeah, so in New York, in the Bronx, uh, just trying to make it, trying to see what your future would look like. And I love that you touch base on anti-role models because um, though my parents are amazing, they're beautiful, I love them, but they have their routine, right? And um, their routine was by 12 o'clock, all the errands were done, everything was done, and they just stay home. They're comfortable that way. They don't really go out to eat much. They don't really, you know, do that dating life. You know, they've been together. They just uh, been together 36 years. They celebrated wow. it on the 19th. And though they are my role models in the sense of, you know, they pushed me to do what I want, but I knew I didn't want to have that life. I wanted to do more. I really wasn't taught how to um, own my own business, how to, you know, we're just conditioned, go to school, get a job, get a degree, get a job and just pay your bills. Right. Um, but I love that whole um, anti- role models because there's so many people that we can just look at and say you know what that's not what i want for myself and people are really not taking that they're always looking for the one that they want to be like um and then you know you talked on uh comparison which is super super crucial um to not do especially in the entrepreneur space in your personal life in anything like envy is not healthy one um there's room for everyone and you just have to find it and what i would like to say is that i would embrace those that have what i want and see how they got there and then you know leverage that information and splash your own unique uh style that's that's how i've been able to grow um definitely love people who are winning beyond you know my wins um that that's always a way and that just gives me more more ammo more ambition more adrenaline to keep going so thank you for hitting on all those points so you meet your wife you propose she says yes what goes on next Sure. You know, but I, I have to circle back because I just, I, I love you talking about like sprinkling your own sort of uniqueness on that. And, and that's what we really need to step into, you know, a, as an entrepreneur. Um, and that's also part of leadership. There really is no leadership model style. Maybe there was one time when, you know, it was a hierarchy and you knew how you were supposed to act on the top. But I just wanted to, to call that out because it's it's so critical. Everything we do has to be an expression of who we are and our purpose because we can't go through life copying people because we're not supposed to meant be a copy of anybody, you know, because then why at the end of the day is our name even on a tombstone? It should just say copy, <laughs> you know? So that's part of anyone listening to this, you know, I love what I love about these types of podcasts like you have is whoever walks away with a nugget, make the nugget yours. Right. Absolutely. So, um, and that's sort of, you know, even meeting my wife, the way we lived, uh, it was just, 
it was so far outside of the norm for that period of time. We weren't nomads, but we were definitely minimalists. We didn't want to own anything. We didn't own an apartment. We didn't own a car. We wanted a rent. We wanted freedom. We wanted a lot of things. But so I meet her. We fall in love. I mean, it was just crazy. Of course, she, she said yes. And we got married when I graduated. And she still had one more year of school left. Um, and so it was a little complicated. But the thing is, we chose at that moment what, what we were going to do to make the life we wanted happen. And what I want people to walk away with here is we didn't look at things as sacrifice. If we had to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every night for a year because she wanted to go to medical school and I wanted to go to Columbia and get my MBA and that's what we could do, it wasn't a sacrifice to eat that because it was an investment in our, in our future. So that I think is, is something just to sit here with. So anyway, she gets into the MD PhD program at Mount Sinai. It's an interesting program because you do two years of medical school, then you do your PhD, then you finish medical school. So when she was just finishing her PhD, I was offered a job in the Middle East. And I was like, do we take it? Do we not take it? You know, and she's like, this is a great opportunity. Like, you know, when are we ever going to see that part of the world? And I'm like, yeah, but your school, she's like, I'll take a year off. Don't worry about it. Let's do it. So that's what we do. And to live in that country, you have to go through a medical screening. And when she went through the medical screening, they found out that she had um, late stage breast cancer right before her 31st birthday. Which, of course, threw everything up in the air because here we were, we were very young. We were at the height of everything. I mean, uh, you know, a job at the Abu Dhabi Investment Authority, which is one of the largest sovereign wealth funds in the world. I had a title that somebody my age really shouldn't have had. And it was just, you know, we were living in a hotel. I, it was in just the best of everything at that moment. And this happened. So Desiree, her name was Desiree, by the way. I, we were talking about her. I never said her name. So she said to me, she said, Robert, listen, I know enough of medicine to be dangerous to myself. I need you to handle this. And so for 11 years, pretty much, she never knew her diagnosis. She didn't know the size of her tumor. She didn't know the number of lymph nodes. She didn't know the, you know, the BRCA gene and all that other stuff. She knew when it finally, you know, was in her liver because we had to remove some of her liver. But other than that, she said, I want to be aggressive this is what I want to do. This is what quality of life means to me. And if I can't continue to have that quality of life, that's when I have to put my hand up and say, I stop, which happened after 11 years. And she basically, we never spoke about death. And she had taught, she became the founding director of palliative care at New York hospital with metastatic breast cancer. And she was just extraordinary. She, she truly, truly was. Anyway, when it came point at the hospital where decisions had to be made, she had taught me that there's a difference between extending life and extending death. And that's sort of what, like when we think about leadership, right? Because I, I, I love that you say building a leadership mindset. Leadership is in all parts of our life. It's not in the office. It's not in the business. And those are difficult decisions that have to be made. Let's talk about life and death or pulling the plug or whatever you want to say. So I, I looked at her and she said, Robert, I'm tired. 
And I said, okay, baby, rest. And she went to sleep and I went to tell the doctors to ch transition care from life-sustaining to comfort. And that's all basically she really needed to say because when I came back, I thought she was sleeping, but she had fallen into what was called a uremic. Um, I think it was uremic. I don't remember the words now. Her kidneys were shutting down, so she fell into a coma because of the, the buildup of uric acid, which actually helped her not feel pain, which was fantastic. Um, and then she passed away a couple of days later. So that led me to realize so many things about grief, about loss, about identity, because I lost my identity. I lost my purpose. And I went back to Dubai to make money. And basically, why? Because the little child in me, that was the default. Money saves us. Money saves us. And I get to Dubai. I'm working. And my business partner was very funny. He's like, you know, look, you really got to you gotta live the role here. I, I want you to get a Rolex. And he was going to buy the Rolex for me. And I'm like, that's all right. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll buy it. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, that's just a bad tattoo. That's, that's all I kept thinking. I'm like, that is just so not where I am anymore because everything had changed. So that's when I said, okay, I have to understand who I am. And I started to do work on myself and look at my identity and look at what my purpose had been and what I missed about it. And I realized when I left work to support Desiree, it wasn't as a caregiver. It was to help her achieve the goal of becoming the founding director of palliative care. And I realized, wow, I was her life coach. Mm -hmm. That's what I should do. And the whole Italy thing was a childhood dream. And I said, well, at this point, you know, everything has fallen apart. There's rubble in front of me. And I have this saying that, um, you know, the tectonic shifts in our, in our life, they create rubble. It's up to us to look at that rubble and create a mosaic. And I just looked at it and I said, okay, what can I build here? What would be a crazy, amazing dream to look back on? This story that when I'm older, I could say, whether it worked or not, it was going to be a different story. It was taking the chance to make the story happen and know when it's my time in that bed in a hospital, I can look back and say, hmm, I really did step out there, right? So I showed up in Italy. I left the job in Dubai. And people listening to this, just so you know, um, my wife did not have life insurance. It was an 11-year journey with cancer back in the early 2000s. So there were no supplements. You know, it cost us like 50 bucks to get a mushroom supplement every month. There was no money left. So when I showed up in Italy, I didn't speak the language. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a place to live. I didn't know anyone. I was teaching English for $8 an hour as a Columbia MBA. And that was because it wasn't a sacrifice. It was an investment to build a new dream. And that's the whole thing. Any entrepreneur sitting and listening to this right now, that is the perspective of an entrepreneur. Being an entrepreneur is not just having a business. It's building. So step yeah. if, if you don't have a business, step and build your life. What are the investments you need to make to make it happen? And that, you know, the 10th night you're eating, you know, a piece of pizza and it just doesn't taste that good anymore, laugh at yourself and say, I can't believe this. This is just this is just crazy. My niece and nephew were making more money than me at McDonald's. And here I had, I'm a Columbia graduate and I'm thinking to myself, what, you know, what craziness is this? But I evaluated all the fears 
and I evaluated all the risks and what were the worst things that could have happened? And raising my hand right now, the worst thing was going to live with my mother almost as a 50 year old. Oh yeah, that, that would have been, that would have been miserable. Think of Marie from everyone loves Raymond. If anyone remembers that show at all. Okay. That, yes. that's my, yeah. Okay. So, but none of the risks outweighed the chance that I could have this dream, which I now have. I live in a medieval town of 900 people where my great grandfather came from. And I created a life coaching business. I created the possibility in action brand. I created the retreats. I wrote three books. The, the first one was pretty easy because it was about my wife. Uh, but it's that mindset. And a lot of people will say, oh, I don't have the money. It's not money. It's mindset. Step into the mindset first. That's exactly what you're doing, which is why I was just thrilled to be on your show. Because step into that. And abundance is all around us. Possibilities are all around us. We don't need to have multi-million dollars to build things. We, we, we start slow. It could be, you know, I don't like the idea of these side hustles, the word hustle and everything else. But it's something that you can grow into. But don't talk yourself out of something that is begging to be expressed for sure. Oh, my goodness. So powerful chills. I just want to first um, honor your wife and just thank her. And I know she's watching us now and she's just so proud. Um, and just thank her for just living her life on her terms. Um, because that's really where we fall short is because we start thinking about like, what are other people going to think? What are other people going to do? Um, what are they going to say? Um, knowing that these things fester inside us and they just eat us, you know, these ideas, these, these desires, these wants, these needs. And then, you know, we're hit with bad news. We're hit with a loss. We're hit with um, you know, just financial issues, just so many things that we just feel like, one, it's not our time, or maybe, you know, I thought too big, you can never think too big about your life. And I just love her heart, her passion. And I didn't even know her, but I feel like I know her just speaking with you. Um, Desiree, I, I just want to honor you and your life. Um, and I'm glad that you decided to live your life on your terms. Um, let me not get emotional here because this is this is really deep um and the way you guys uh the way you decided you said you lost your identity but you knew that it was for a reason you knew that you were on a mission to make sure that the rest of her life was what she wanted it to be as well and Un subconsciously, you built a life coaching program that you didn't even know was going to be part of your journey, um, which you actually manifested through her. So that's how life works. You, we have to start paying attention to the things that we're going through and why we're going through them. And you're absolutely 100% right. It's all about mindset. When I decided to step on faith and leave a 15 year career, which everyone thought like, Hey, you're crazy. You have it good at this place. <laughs> You've been there for so long. You, you know, you're, you have these relationships with these people. Like, why do you want to do anything else? 
why not? Like I'm stuck in this box. I, I I'm hitting the glass ceiling. I feel like I'm about to suffocate soon. I need to break out of this and create it for myself because no one's going to hand it to me. You know, I definitely learned through that journey that, you know, people promise you, you know, everything on a silver platter, but when they don't deliver, do you stay and just accept it or do you create it for yourself and that's what i had to do and i felt like that's what you guys did in your journey you know like life we have choices we have um we have every opportunity to change it at a split second if now you feel like you're down and you're out and you're in the in like i love what you said in the rubble before you right um do we choose to stay there and just exist or do we choose to sweep the rubble away and make that new path so thank you so much for that we're gonna oh my god this has been amazing so far we're gonna take a quick break and listen to our sponsor and then we'll be back with rob party and if you haven't heard it definitely go back rewind he has been dropping nuggets we'll be right back <laughs> Hi, my name is Jose Escobar, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Connected Leaders Academy. We're a growing tribe, a community of entrepreneurs all over the world, globally, all across the country, high performers, titans of industry. If you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to grow personally and professionally, scale your influence, develop your skill sets, move the needle in your business, more clients, more money, more profit, the bottom line, and of course, grow your circle and your network like never before, this is where you want to be. Join the Connected Leaders Academy today. We are scaling massively. We want to welcome you in. Check me out on Instagram and on Facebook, the at symbol JASCO25. We look forward to having you join us. Take care. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are with Rob Hardy. He's all the way tuning in or joining us actually from Italy. An amazing story. We just uh, spoke about his journey from the Bronx to Italy um, and some uh, heartfelt loss on his journey um, with losing his wife. Um, but you said something here on your bio and I have to re-highlight it again because it's just popping out at me right now and that you know firsthand how overwhelming it can be to face adversity and uncertainty, but you also know the power of taking small steps towards big goals. And that's really all it takes. First is just get started. If you have that idea of festering, get started. But you're also a three-time author. Tell us a little bit about how that started. Um, I know you said your first book was about your wife. Uh, can you tell us the title and how the other ones came uh, to play as well? Oh, sure. So, it's it's actually very interesting because uh, when when Desiree passed away, she was actually on the front page of the New York Times because her story was very unique because it was about choice, right? And she went against the current. You know, she wanted me in the middle, and we went to some very prestigious cancer centers, and they didn't like that and. Instead of being afraid and saying, oh, but this cancer center is the best, she said, well, you, you people aren't the right for me. Bye. You know, because she wanted it the way she wanted it. And her journey, our life and our death, really, we, we should be choosing how we face all of that. So 
after she passed away, a friend of mine said, oh, you should really write a book. And I knew I needed to find my own identity. And I was like, eh, it's just not the right time. I don't know if that's the road I want to go. Over the years, she asked me some stories. So how did you meet Des again? Blah, blah, blah. During the pandemic, she approached me, and that's why she's my co-author. And she said, Robert, you and Desiree have a story that is so relevant today because it's about uncertainty. It's about fear. And yet you lived an amazing life. Because what we used to say all the time is cancer was in the center of our life. Adversity was not going to be the dominant color on the painting of our life. It was an accent color for joy. And that's the way I live. That's the way we lived. And so I said, yeah, but, you know, Phyllis, I don't even know where to start. And she said, here's 25 pages. I wrote down your stories. And so wow. I had those stories. And I just honestly, to tell you the truth, I fell in love with Desiree all over again. I, it, I just was lost in our life together. And so after I wrote that, all of a sudden this fountain of creativity broke open funny enough because, and I'm, pr I'm pretty open person as you, as you already see. So when I was young, I used to like to write poetry and I used to like to paint. And my dad used to beat me because it was a very feminine. That wasn't the word he used, of course. Right. But that was a very feminine thing to do. So I sort of buried it down. So when I wrote chasing life, which was the book about Desiree, the book about our life, actually, all these other things came out. And one of the things I had always wanted to write was what I would have liked to tell my children. Mm. So I wrote a children's book. Well, it's in a, it's a book for adults written as a child's fable, because mm. really what I would love for to happen is for the adult to read it to a child and discuss what's in there, but it's all about imagination. And it was imagination, which actually allowed us to chase life. Mm. The third book is Possibility in Action, which was the tool set, which is my personal philosophy. I mean, Possibility in Action is something I've used for as long as I can remember in terms of that's the way I wanted to live my life. Like that's, that's the ripple effect that I'm leaving behind me. That's the example. That's what I want my niece and nephew to talk to their kids about when I'm long gone, you know, that, oh, Uncle Rob, you know, he did this and that and all these crazy things. And um, so it wound up being a weird type of trilogy because chasing life is all about living above complacency. How do you live above complacency? By imagining something outside complacency. So the second book is called A Pimby Tale. And PIMBY is an acronym for possibility, imagination, magic, believing, and the Y stands for you because you are all those things. And then possibility in action is a basically 52-week journaling program to shift habitual thinking and get you to really embrace imagination and possibilities and action. And it's all about small steps because we can't... You know, if you think about riding a bicycle, walking, driving a car, you just can't step in the car one day and then, you know, you can go on a speed track somewhere in, you know, I don't know, Dubai or Qatar and drive a Ferrari, right? So you can't do the Formula One. You have to learn how to do those things. As adults, 
And especially in today's environment, we want immediate gratification. I tell you, if Amazon doesn't start delivering packages in 15 minutes, three years from now, we're all going to be very upset because (laughs) we want everything faster and faster and faster. And that's one of the things about living in a small town has taught me. Slow down, take the small steps, enjoy the small steps, celebrate the small wins. You know, we do that throughout our whole lives. That's all exams when we're we're in college and, and as we're building things and we move up in our career, but then we get to a certain point that we, maybe it's because we're a little more aware that maybe time is running out, but we never know when time is really running out, but celebrate the small wins, take the small steps, you know, keep a calendar where every day you can put an X on what you accomplished that's bringing you to to the long-term goal because you may never get to that long-term goal and that's fine because it's the fun of building it at least that's what i think is so important because we never know when our story ends we want to believe we do and so if we stop focusing on that long-term goal and we bring it back to the small wins. We bring it back to what we're doing today. And what I tell my clients is the, the goal, that big, big goal is who you are and how you want to live. It's your lifestyle. It's not just a job. It's your whole lifestyle. Okay, we know what that looks like. Let's reverse engineer it. Who do you need to be today to live that? And... Then, okay, check mark, X mark, whatever you want to put on your calendar that you've become closer and closer to that person. And then you're becoming the main character in the story of your life. You are crafting the whole narrative. You know, you're not just the main character. You're the director, the set designer. You're you're the screenplay writer. You're everything. Don't give that power away to other people or expectations of other people. I love that. That is so awesome. You you definitely speak my language for sure. There was something that you said um, a little earlier when you said when you were writing the books that um, in writing that first one, that just an explosion of creativity started to pour out. And I think if people really take the chance on themselves and just get started, whatever that looks like for them, writing a book, starting a podcast, opening up a business, or even the start of a conversation of those ideas with people that can possibly help you make it happen, whether it's a mentor or a coach, you just don't know what you're opening. It's just amazing. And that's the abundance that you were talking about earlier. The the opportunities, once you just open your mouth and you just uh, go in, say what you want, go into action. It does not stop. It's just a continuing uh, wheel that you go on and a journey. And I am a true testimony. You are a true testimony. Everyone that has ever been on the bomb podcast and those all around the world, there's many of us that have been a true testimony that that is just so true. Once you start and take action and really leverage intentionally the time that you have in different communities at different events um while you're 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 just drawn into whatever personal development book whatever anything that you do that it's for that bigger picture rob that you're 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 uh describing for us is that lifestyle and i love that you use that word lifestyle because it it's it's something that has to change now 
um, that you can do to create that. You don't have to say, okay, well, I'm not, you know, I'm just not worthy of having it. I always uh, been dealt the wrong set of deck of cards. Like, when you're dealt that wrong deck of cards, you're not thinking like, I'm done, it's over. Now you have to think about how can I use the deck of cards that I've been dealt for my advantage. So thank you for pointing that out. That just kind of, you know, I was like, oh my God, that's so amazing. Um, but you have hit so many points. Um, give us, where can we get these books at? Uh, oh, where sure. are they? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But, but before I do, I, because I, just, I enjoy talking with you. For those people listening, we were supposed to have, what, a 30-minute call the last time we, the, like, our introductory call. We were talking for, like, over an hour because it was just, we, we hit on so many Amazing. things. So, you know, the whole thing about taking action and the ball keeps rolling, it's us that stops the ball. It's our mindset that stops the ball. Those obstacles, those distractions, those whatever requires us to take on a new identity. So like you were saying that deck of cards, so you've been dealt this deck of cards, all right? Take on the identity of someone that's gonna play that hand to the best they possibly can, right? Instead of complaining that, and it's funny because in my last book, Possibly in Action, there's actually a little chapter about deck of cards. Uh, so it's, it's one of those things, but it's just like somebody that wants to stop smoking, you know, they tell themselves, oh, I need to stop smoking. I need to stop smoking. I want to stop smoking. I want to become a non-smoker. I am becoming a non-smoker. Take on the identity of what the result is going to be, not what you're fighting against. And that's how I, I truly believe that's how my wife lived as long as she did, because she didn't take on the identity of cancer. She took on the identity of someone living around a disease. That is so that's that mindset I want people to, to take away from our that. conversation. As for the books, they're all on Amazon. So you could just like go to the author page, Robert Party. They're all there, P-A-R-D-I. Um, but it's Chasing Life, A Pimby Tale and Possibility in Action. Those are my books. I love it. I'm definitely going to get those. And then when I read them, we're going to have to have you back and have another conversation uh, so that we can uh, touch base on those things. I would love to hear um, or read uh, that love story that you have and just that journey that you guys went on. I think it's definitely puts life in perspective for us that take for granted the time that we have here. And we're really either wasting it away, not doing anything with it, not serving our purpose. Um, and the worst part you can do is leave this earth with those talents and gifts that you never showed the world. So you're basically robbing others of that, that moment in their life to make a change. We always come across these people that, you know, come into our lives, whether it's for a season or not. And we're like, wow, if that person never, if I never went to that event, or if I never went to that party, that, you know, school, whatever it is, and I never met that person, I would not be where I'm at today, whether good or bad, because if it is bad, then that's a lesson of what you also have to take in to make those decisions for the future. So every opportunity you get, you really have to just pay attention, really dive deep into what is the universe telling us, 
what can we do with it and how can we be better? Um, I, I just love everything about this conversation. This has been amazing. How can people get a hold of you? So the, the best thing is just to go to my website, right? Um, or on LinkedIn. I am on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter sort of, but I don't really hang out on those platforms. I hang out more on LinkedIn than anything, but they could just go to my website. One thing I wanted to say, because we were talking about small wins. So if you go to my website, there's a button that says free resources, and there's a bunch of challenges and things like that. One of them is a small wins challenge. So if anyone wants to just like take that and, you know, over a couple of days, try to find the small wins that they have every day, it's a good way to sort of build that mindset. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Yes, take advantage of whatever our guests have to offer. Trust me, they've been through it. They 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 know what they know. And when we don't know, we have to find out. And when you are given these opportunities or you stumble upon these podcasts and uh, these uh, videos and things that kind of grab your attention, they're grabbing it for a reason. Um, whether negative or positive, you really need to know because it's going to give you a chance to create an opinion, create a thought. And that's where you build your core values. What do you believe in? What don't you believe in? And what can you do to make yourself better? So thank you so much, Rob. You have been absolutely amazing. I can't wait so I continue to have conversations with you um, and bring you back as well. I will keep you posted on your books. And once they're delivered, um, I'm just super excited. Thank you so much for joining the Balm family. So now we are attached at the hip. Um, so we will be connected forever because that's what I'm all about. I'm all about just building authentic, true longevity, long lasting uh, relationships, friendships, partnerships. And that's what life is about. We shouldn't be doing it by ourselves, but I'm going to give you the last few minutes to just share any words of inspiration. What do you want to leave our audience with? And you have the floor. Wow. Well, for, first of all, I can't wait to come back again. And for sure, we're definitely going to stay in touch. So I think what I, I would just want people to, to walk away with here is that it's taking the first step that is the most difficult because it's foreign to us. You know, we are habituated. Our whole life has been built by habits, beliefs, practices, a lot of them that we don't know about. So if you're listening to this podcast or if you look at other resources anywhere, be curious. That's what I want people to right now. If you want to know what the key is to all of this is curiosity. That's why as kids, we see the world is so abundant and there's so many things to do. We need to reconnect to that. Be curious about the things that are out there and not trying to forecast everything because the weather people can't forecast the weather tomorrow. So we can't forecast. Okay. So be curious. Yes, I love it. Definitely curiosity. I am definitely a curious bug. Everywhere I go, I'm definitely just listening, paying attention. That has been, I, I can say, you know what? I never thought about it that way. That has been a huge key. Uh, to my continued success. And I haven't arrived where I want to. We Sometimes we never do. Um, we don't do until, you know, our last breath, because there's always more uh, to do when we are living life. Because, you know, once we hit and, you know, just, just a touch real quick on my book, 
uh, the last chapter, Satisfaction, um, chapter 13, is only one page. It's a one pager. It was very done very intentionally because we can reach satisfaction, but there's always going to be another go, another small go, another big go, and other ways that we can help those around us. Because as a leader, you always want to not only follow a great leader, but you also want to create great leaders behind you and kind of all stand side by side and move forward together. So thank you so much, Rob. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. I am your host again, Nikki C, brought to you by the Connected Leaders Academy and Bomb Global. And as I always say, have a great day and make it count.